Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Friday, October 21st, 2022, and we're celebrating today Friday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. Our Gospel comes to us from Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, verses 54 through 59. Jesus said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say immediately that it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you notice that the wind is blowing from the south, you say that it is going to be hot, and so it is. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? If you are to go with your opponent before a magistrate, make an effort to settle the matter on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will turn you over to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the constable, and the constable throw you into prison. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. In today's gospel, we heard Jesus harshly rebuke the crowds because they're ignorant of the signs of the times. Now, these listeners were accustomed to reading the skies and knowing what the weather would be like. And if you think about it, the worldly livelihood of many of them, especially fishermen and farmers, depended on that knowledge. The wind that Jesus mentions is a, is a very particular sort of wind. It's a hot wind that scorches and kills vegetation. The farmers had to prepare for it. And yet, when it comes to something even more important, that is, recognizing the Savior who is to come, the crowds are woefully ignorant. Now remember, the crowds had all seen Jesus' miracles. Yet, even though, as Luke says, the blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them, even with all these things, it all means nothing to them. So for this reason, Jesus offers them an analogy of being brought to trial. We can think of it as an analogy also for our lives as we make our journeys through life here on earth before we die. Now, the fathers of the church, these saints of the early church who commented at length on Scripture, now the fathers of the church have interpreted that opponent in the gospel in different ways, but generally the same effect. For, for instance, St. Cyril of Alexandria said that wicked Satan is the one who has a lawsuit against us. He accuses us because he is the enemy and extractor. Well, we are on our way before we have arrived at the end of our present life, like on our way to heaven, let us deliver ourselves from him. Let us do away with the offenses of which we have been guilty. Let us close his mouth. Let us seize the grace that is by Christ that frees us from all debt and penalty and delivers us from fear and torment. So in other words, Cyril of Alexander sees in that accuser the devil. He says, okay, well, we'll get rid of him. Leave behind sin. Ask for forgiveness. Convert. On the other hand, St. Augustine says something different, but to a similar effect. He says, if you're committing sin, your adversary, your opponent, is the word of God. We say, well, wait a minute. How does that work? Well, Augustine explains. He says, in whatever sins you wish to follow your own will, the word of God says to you, don't do that. He says, the word of God is your enemy, the enemy of your will, until it becomes the assurance of your salvation. Oh, what an honest and helpful enemy. What does that mean? Well, St. Augustine says, well, the Word of God accuses us. The Word of God tells us what things we should do and shouldn't do. 
And so it acts like an opponent, an adversary. We could say it challenges us when we're not living our Christian faith to the full. And he says it's helpful. It's an adversary until, as it were, it becomes our friend. It points out our failings and our defects. It accuses us until we convert. Now, notice that Jesus tells the debtor to settle, meaning that, if we think about it in legal terms, probably as the defendant, his case is rather weak. And if he goes to trial, he's going to lose. This applies to us, too, because in the same way, all of us are debtors to God on account of our sins. Now, we can either settle during this life, we can think of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, or we can face judgment when we die. Now, what's interesting is that Greek word that Jesus uses for constable means, among other things, the official who was in charge of the debtor's prison. Now, in Jesus' time, those who had debts would be thrown into prison, either until their property was sold or friends and family provided money, which means, more often than not, they would just sit in prison, languishing, unable to work, unable to earn money that they could have been if they had been free. Maybe that's an apt analogy for purgatory. Now, it's interesting, too, the Greek word for penny is lepton. It literally means the smallest of coins. It's the same word that describes the two pennies that the poor widow contributes. And this reminds us that even the little deeds done for God can be a source of our salvation and happiness. Or if we omit them or willfully neglect them, it can be the cause for punishment. So today, we can ask ourselves about the way we live. Are we making an effort to settle accounts with God by atoning for our sins and turning to His infinite mercy? Are we making an effort to part ways with Satan? Or do we just find ourselves walking idly the paths of this life without our eyes firmly fixed on eternity? So today, let's ask through the intercession of Mary, the Mother of Mercy, for the grace to see where we're falling into sin, to see the imperfections in our lives, so that we can uproot these vices and settle our accounts with God.